in our fifth session now on the five solas of the Protestant Reformation, we focus on the capstone of everything, the glory of God alone. Everything is being done from creation to redemption and in all of the solas, so that in the end, the person who will be honored, magnified, glorified, will be God alone. His glory alone will be the end, and that end will not be shared in its ultimacy by anything else. I've tried to show that the solas are the biblical truths discovered by the Protestant reformers as a remedy for our problem of being spiritually dead and our problem of being under God's wrath because of our sin. And the remedy is that we are made spiritually alive and God becomes 100% for us in Christ by God's grace alone, on the basis of Christ alone, received through faith alone, and in this session, so that all things lead ultimately to the glory of God alone. That's why it's being done the way it is, with Scripture alone as the only final authority teaching these truths. Father, I pray now as we focus our attention on this great goal of everything, that, that your glory would be magnified alone as the end and capstone and goal of all things, especially this work of salvation, that you would open our eyes to see the beauty of Christ, the glory of Christ, the glory of the way of salvation in Christ, and the glory of yourself as the origin and the goal of it all. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So our goal is to see whether or not this fourth of the five solas is biblical. Is it taught in Scripture? Let's start here with 2 Corinthians 4.15. It is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Now, we could look at the context here, but let me just draw out something that I think stands on its own from just these words that you can see, a principle. As grace extends to more and more people. So, if in fact we are saved, justified, from God's grace alone, not grace plus merit of ours or saints or Mary or anything else, but grace as the foundation of salvation. If grace is our salvation, and the principle here is that it extends to more and more people to the glory of God, then all the salvation rooted in grace is for the glory of God. That's what grace does 
grace produces glory to God. When we realize how dependent we are on the absolutely free grace of God through salvation, we give glory to God and realize that He alone gets the credit and honor. Ephesians chapter 2, we've seen this several times. It's a very central passage. By grace, you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works. Why? What's the goal? So that no one may boast, meaning boast in ourselves in our works, in our own doing. Grace and faith and gift are all designed to strip from us boasting. No boast. What's the alternative? The alternative is boasting in God, boasting in grace, boasting in his provision. And we see that right here in 1 Corinthians 1, 26 to 31. Consider your calling, brothers, which is what we're doing. Not many of you were wise according to the worldly standards. Not many of you were powerful. Not many of you were no, of noble birth. But God chose, this is about election here, what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. In other words, he's stripping boasting from us. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are. His aim is shaming. His aim is that wisdom and strength and anythingness <laughs> being would be stripped of pride so that no human might boast in the presence of God. Except, of course, what? And because of him, because of him, Jesus and, or God, you are in Christ. God has united you to Christ Jesus, who has become wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. So here's a, here's a so that, and here's a so that. And what's this double so that, this double goal of choosing in such a way as to shame the strong and shame the wise and shame anybody who claims any independent being. The first is negative and the second is positive. The so that is no human might boast. The positive is let him who boasts boast in the Lord. Everything is designed get glory for the Lord.
Once you fall in love with the Lord and his way of salvation, those sentences make tingles go down your spine. Yes, your whole soul leaps up with yes, yes, I want my life not to be a boasting of myself in the presence of God, in anything I have have achieved or anything I have done. I want all my boasting to be in the Lord. I want the Lord to get credit for his grace in my life. I want the Lord to get credit for providing Christ in my life. I want the Lord to get credit for awakening from the awakening me from the dead and giving me faith. I want the Lord to get credit for any fruit that comes from my faith. Let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. So it's the Lord alone, alone, who will be the final champion and star in this affair. Paul says it very, very, very plainly here. God chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. Before him in love, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. And what's it all aiming at? All of this is unto the praise of the glory of his grace. The praise of glory. The praise of glory. Everything is aiming. This is the great purpose, the great purpose of it all, unto the praise of the glory of the grace of God. See it again here in chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that, here's the purpose, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. Everything is aiming at this, that we might exist in our salvation, in everything we become and do, that we might be to the praise of his glory. There is nothing after that. That is the alone goal. Glory Alone, not glory shared with anybody else. And here's the great, beautiful statement in comprehension. Oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. Amen. How unsearchable are his judgments, how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? In other words, we have never made a contribution to the wisdom of God. Nobody has counseled God. All wisdom is flowing from God in how he saves sinners. We shut our mouths and learn. We don't counsel God. And then he says it even more broadly. Or who has ever given a gift to him in such a way that he might be repaid? In other words, you cannot give to God anything that puts him in your debt. Why? Here's the ground clause, most sweeping statement in the Bible. For from him, so here he is back here, and from him, and through him, and here he is working in history, and through him, and to him, here he is out at the goal of history, are all things, therefore, to him be glory.
forever. Him alone, because he alone was the one from whom everything came. He alone was the one through whom everything was done. He alone was the one for whom and to whom everything was tending. To him be glory forever. Let me draw it like this. At the bottom of all salvation and all the redeeming purposes of God is grace. And therefore, Christ was sent as the foundation of all salvation. How shall we enjoy Christ as the foundation of salvation without getting glory for ourselves? Answer, faith alone. So grace alone is at the bottom. Christ alone is provided as the foundation for all our righteousness We attain it by faith alone, not by any works of our own, so that we do not boast in ourselves, and therefore everything tends and ends with the glory of God. From his grace, for his glory, with Christ alone as the foundation and faith alone as the reception of that amazing gift, which ends now with this great statement from Isaiah For the Lord of hosts has a day against all that is proud and lofty. God's way of working in the world, God's way of salvation, these five solas are all designed for this. He is going to bring down all human pride. Everything is designed in the solas to humble man and elevate God. For the Lord of hosts has a day against all that is proud and lofty, against all that is lifted up, and it shall be brought low. Oh, don't wait until that day to bring yourself low and accept the gift that glorifies God, not you. The haughtiness of man shall be humbled. The lofty pride of man shall be brought low. And here it is. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day. The glory of God alone is the ultimate goal of all history and all salvation. Therefore, the Christian gospel includes this truth. The gift of spiritual life from the dead, the gift of spiritual life from the dead, And the gift of justification, that is, God's being 100% for us and not against us, that gift of life and, and being right with God, along with all the transformation of life that flows from this gift, all this transformation is not the foundation of our new life, not the foundation of our justification, but the fruit of it. It all flows from the gift of life, from the gift of standing right with God through faith. All of that leads ultimately to the glory of God alone. And any praise or glory that we receive, and the Bible says we do, we will be praised, we will be glorified. All of that is owing to grace. 
and will forever point to the ultimate goal of all things, namely, the glory of God alone. So we join the Apostle Paul from the heart and set ourselves to live for the praise of the glory of God.